Hey, this is Jeff Becerra, singer-songwriter for Possession. You're listening to Sonic Perspectives. Michael, the Metal Angel, contributing interviewer for Sonic's Perspectives, and I'm here with the one and only Jeff Becerra, founding member of Possessed, and now we've got a new Possessed album after 30 years that we're very excited to talk about, and uh, I guess some of these songs are probably, what, 10 years old already, like Shadow Cult that you've, you know, had in the, in the bank for a while? Oh, I don't know if they're 10 years now, they're not, they're not that old, um, maybe a few years, right? I, I'm not even sure, you know, you got me there, I'm stumped. Not, not 10 years ago. Okay, I'm pretty sure Shadow Call goes back at least seven years ago. Really? I, I think, oh, yeah, I think I have some friends that saw you guys in a Sweden festival, and I think you guys played that. You had a different lineup, though. You had the, the lineup from, like, another band entirely at that time. Um, what was the name of that band? Uh, Sadistic Intent, I think it was. Yeah, Positically Sadist. Yeah, Sadistic. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Yeah, that was my, like, kind of, like, backing band until I could get my sea legs, you know? Right, right, right. And you got a lot of California alumni, so you've got the uh, ex-bass player from Agent Steel and Masters of Metal in the band. I haven't seen him forever. <laughs> yeah, I got some veterans, man. I pulled out all the stops. That's awesome. That's awesome. And the new album is amazing. It is so thrashing. It's just, oh my God, I played it like 25 times already. I love it. Well, that means a lot because I haven't heard a lot of feedback from people who've heard the actual full album. So, absolutely. I mean, Dominion sticks with me for sure. Shadow called Abandon is amazing, and it's interesting. It starts with an intro and ends with an intro, so I guess Temple of Samael is really more of an outro. Yeah. But but yeah, I've heard the whole thing. I'd say twenty twenty five times easily. That's cool. It, it, it kind of just gets better, right? I agree. I've been telling everybody, a lot of my friends uh, were like, eh, I don't know, modern production, I don't know, Possessed hasn't had a good album in 30 years, blah, 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 but I think it's amazing. It's interesting because, and I'm going to bring this up because I actually stand corrected, I actually uh, put something on Facebook, no, that's wrong, I put something on YouTube about five years ago, because uh, people have always been asking me what I thought was the first death metal album. And um, I've always been a big fan of Chuck Sheldiner's Scream Bloody Gore. And then I saw your thing on part one, two, and three about the history of death metal. I had no idea that Chuck came to you personally for assistance. <laughs> I, I, he mentored under me. Chuck was a really good friend of mine, you know, and all that fabrication was just media fucking hype. Uh, and and it, I, I kind of was offended because I felt like the media was trying to steal my history, you know? Right, right. Well, I think if we were ignorant, um, you know, I, I mean, you, you kind of had you know, basically your personal issue and stuff like that kind of disappeared and stuff. And when it's just like, I told, I told Cronus the same thing, black metal, he didn't, but I don't think Venom invented black metal at all. I think Venom was like motorhead and thrash, but they had the song black metal. So when you had the song death metal, it, you know, especially with a lot of horror based themes off of seven churches and a lot of the satanic uh, cultic ideas, it didn't seem like a, like a, like a genre break thing. So when Scream Bloody Gore first came out, it's like, oh my God, this is brutal. And this. So when I just saw your recent thing you guys did with your history of death metal part one and three, I was like, oh my God, I had no idea Chuck, because I knew he worked with the guys from Slaughter and uh, members of Strapado. And so I had no idea that he had been under your wing too. So I, I had to like go back and say, 
I guess Seven Churches is the first death metal album. Although, well, do, do me a favor, go back and, and there's there's a bunch of YouTube uh, like uh, compilations that's like 80s thrash, right? Right. You'll notice that they all sound very similar. They have a very happy backbeat, like a little skippy kind of like, you know, you know, the, the, the drum beats are all very like, like happier. Like, and so the break between thrash and death was, it was more straightforward and let, no happy, you know? So, so, I mean, it was very primordial back in that day. And you could see that, you know, it, it was um, like all death metal uh, derivative of thrash, but just take out the happy and put in the, the grim and the, the, the vocals, you know? So, yeah, and your vocals definitely stand the test of time. That's something I've always loved is your vocals. It's interesting that you would say that, you know, Chuck said he tried to sound like you because I didn't think he sounded like you at all. But I always thought you had a very unique style vocal. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, too, because I'm not a death metal fan. But, you know, when you talk about the 80s and stuff like that, all the, you know, like, I, I absolutely love Incubus, Serpent Temptation. And I never yeah, considered it a death metal album. <laughs> yeah. I think... I think that people get confused with early uh, origin death metal and what death metal became through the Florida sound. And, Absolutely. You know, but but uh, death metal has never been a set of cookie cutter rules at all. It's always been all about doing whatever the fuck you want, artistic freedom. I think the most important uh, the differentiator is that you you have to you know you have to say we're a death metal band, we're playing death metal, and you have to push that genre. And you know a lot of bands that are cooking the timelines and, and, you know, distorting the facts or saying, well, you know, we had one part that sounded kind of like death metal. So we were the originators and, and that's not enough. You know, that's not, you know, you know, possessed was the first band to, to it was, it was apples to oranges. It was different, you know, right, and, absolutely. And it was obviously different back then. Now what it grew into was a culmination of several different factors and different bands and influences and stuff like that. And so people, it, it, it's it's wrong to compare you know seven churches to something that came along you know five or, or ten years later because absolutely it, yeah it's all death metal you know and I don't think that we should say death metal is this 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 and this but we should say death metal is you know is identified by you know by by several different factors you know there, but there's really no rules in it you know that, that's cool and the chaos aspect of that and the uh, the inchoate aspect of that makes it more appealing. I will honestly say then I am a fan of anything 80s death metal. Because <laughs> there was a lot of people back then that were really afraid to cross that barrier. And we just, there was that imaginary line where we, I noticed Thrash was always happy, their bangs were always cut, their hair was always nice and hairspray. <laughs> And they, they would dip their toe in the waters of Satanism, but never go all the way. You know, they were always polite. And, and what I was noticing through the punk, the SF in particular, uh, you know, bands like TSOL and Agent Orange and Angry Samoans and Fang and Discharge and, you know, all, all the, you know, and some of the lesser known underground SF bands is, is these punk singers were like just letting out this primal yelp in their vocals that was just so unadulterated and so cathartic and just like, like just letting their soul out of their mouths. And, and I always really dug that and wanted to kind of translate that into metal where you just let it all out and it's just really primal and, you know, just, ah, you know, like fucking, you know, I loved that. And so to translate that along with uh, 
black and thrash metal and, and distort it to like this unadulterated death metal, which is very much a mix of black thrash and punk, you know, it, it just made sense to me at the time. And, and, you know, we wanted to play something that we wanted to play and, and something that we could call our own, you know. And you definitely do, or you were clearly innovators, both musically and stylistically. Anyway, um, interestingly enough, another Bay Area band, uh, Death Angel, obviously very young at the time. First time I heard the ultraviolence, um, did, did you ever, is it just me, or did you ever notice, like, parts of The Exorcist in their version of the ultraviolence? Yes, of course, oh, Okay, man. good. <laughs> I mean, come on, I mean, like, we come out with The Exorcist, and all of a sudden, the ultraviolence, yeah? <laughs> but, but at that time... You know, bands, a lot of bands were keying off Possessed. A lot of bands that were historically rock and heavy metal and new wave of British heavy metal were all of a sudden singing about the devil and trying to get darker. But, you know, a lot of bands just didn't have the balls to go as far as Possessed until, you know, until some of the later bands. And then I think Possessed was that 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 tipping factor where like, oh, you know, and, you know, Possessed did not go over historically well at first. A lot of people would laugh and cover their mouths or roll their eyes or turn their backs to us or fucking, you know, yell, you know, Jesus Christ, you're going to burn in hell. And, and you know, you so, a lot of bad press in some of the European magazines. I remember being in high school and reading some of the articles and it was, it was always like Horthon from Bathory and I was like that. And they would always be like, it was always somehow seven churches by possessed was thrown in there as like satanic metal, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, they, it's almost like, like Bernard Doe or some of those guys were having a were ribbon at you, like not taking anything seriously. Oh, the Europeans fucking hated that death metal was created in California. They fucking, they, <laughs> the Europeans wanted to claim everything, you know? And, <laughs> And so, but luckily, you know, the history stood true. Luckily, there were too many witnesses for history to rewrite itself in an untrue way. And, you know, uh, and, but, but luckily, you know, bands like um, Satyricon and, you know, they, they took over uh, as that kind of Norwegian death metal. And, you know, death metal was just, it was too good of a thing to pass up, you know. Oh, yeah, clearly Possessed is, like, right up there with Merciful Fate and Bathory and Venom as influencing, like, so many of the Norwegian and Swedish and, you know, Scandinavian so-called black metal bands. Matter of fact, I think you're even in Lords of Chaos. The, 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 I think there's even a poster. And <laughs> I don't think we're in there. I looked and looked and looked. I couldn't see it. Oh, really? In the Helveti Club downstairs, downstairs at Hell's Helveti Club, there's not a giant poster of the Seven Churches? It, I, it's not me. I haven't seen the movie. I'm thinking of the book. You didn't see it in the book? I didn't see the book. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm a little reticent to see the movie. I know that, I know that Vice magazine contacted me recently, and I signed a contract waiver so they could use the Possessed logo. Okay. But I don't know where that ended up, so... <laughs> Well, I don't know. Like I said, the movie, I, I, I read The Dirt 20 years ago and I saw the movie, but I read the uh, the book 20 years ago for that, and I haven't seen the new movie for Lords of Chaos, so we'll see. A lot of times the movies don't. I mean, a lot of, I know a lot of people who were, especially Varg and some of the other people who were actually in the book, denounced the movie and said it was too Hollywood, so I don't know. You definitely had a, st a sound that inspired so many things, and that's what I'm kind of getting to now is that the new album echoes that. Um, I, I'd hate to say it's blasphemy that the new album is probably my favorite Possessed, but it just embodies everything that's so good about all the old stuff, but with really good songwriting and excellent musicianship. So, you know, I'm, yeah, really, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I think, I think it's the next logical step, you know? I agree, totally. 
And it's interesting that, you know, you and Death Angel coming from the Bay Area 35 years ago and kind of growing up and stuff like that. And now you're both on Nuclear Blast and you both have albums coming out within the same parameter of two or three weeks. And they're both like really in your face, heavy, heavy shit. Yours is probably a little bit more Death Angel. There's yours a little bit more death metal. There you go. Good pun. A little more death metal. There's a little more thrash. But still, you know, we're, we're all not spring chickens anymore. And the fact that you guys are still hammering out such amazing music and you especially because I've seen some of your uh, footage on YouTube and to see you just wheel yourself around and scream into that microphone and then interact with the audience. It's like, I'm in awe. Just, just that's something you've never seen other than maybe Steve Grimmett from Grim Reaper walking around on one leg and a crutch. You just, you've just never seen somebody like embrace the audience like that and to have your fans follow you that too. Cause you can't really do a lot on stage and boards based on your limitations and yet you still kill it. Yeah. I, well, I had to give up playing bass and singing because you know, it would be too hard to roll around and give a show, and I'd have to use one of those headset mics like fucking Britney Spears or something. <laughs> and, and so as much as I, because, you know, I'm a bass player by right, trick. I know. I know. And, and so it was difficult to give it, but but yet I can still, like, you know, show the guys how to play the old songs and, 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 and you know, put in my, you know, and I still write. And, uh, and so it's kind of like I, I always kind of regretted the lyrics, uh, the vocals on the old um, live shows. I wanted to really focus on, you know, pronouncing the words and putting a little more range and a little craftsmanship and art, artisanship and, and really, really, really kind of like, and, you know, like I say, I'm not a vocalist by trade, but I, but I, I want to put something out where I'm just not yelling fucking like noise over good music, you know? And yet, you're is is as death metal as your vocals are. They're still completely understandable. I can to, without. I don't have a lyric sheet, and when I listen to Dominion or I listen to a band, I can totally understand what you're saying. And you really say a lot too. I mean, we're not talking just three words here and three words here. You get a lot of words in there. You are like Martin of Sky Clad and Sabbath. You got. A, I can't wait to see the lyrics because you're saying a lot of words. Yeah, yeah. I um like the Omen. There's no choruses or repeat vocals. It's just just straight words from front to back like different words you know like it's just a story from front to back there's there's no hook or anything it's just that's the first time i did that and, and it's kind of like no words thousands of words in there and, and, and i always feel like oh, i should have said this or should have said that it's never a matter of i'm out of words it's always like did i say enough you know and and, and yeah I, you know I, I like to try to put like dual entendres and double meanings and hidden like uh hidden uh religious uh things and and hidden satan things and hidden godly things and hidden fucking culty things and and like i want like a lot of my lyrics to be like kind of like parables like not not comparing myself to the bible but no but no where, a parable is a parable it's just, it's just tells a story to serve a purpose so yeah it just, yeah it could mean something to somebody else i mean right, but right. I, I mean the overall it started out as kind of like a fiction thing and turned into more of a realism thing because I was like, you know, what if, you know, like I was watching this stupid, uh, like sitcom detective show called Lucifer on Fox. Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah. And I was like, this shit would never fly in that, the satanic panic of the eighties. I like Lucifer's become so mainstream. It's not even scary anymore. And I, and I started thinking like, you know, what if, you know, like now if you talk about Christ or Muhammad or any other religious deity people look at you like you're a fucking freak like you could be like throw the horns up and hail satan everybody's not like on board and i was like what if you know god and uh religion just ceased to exist and there was nothing but lucifer and the, the, the satan and i said you know what would that world look like and 
you know, and then started making kind of comparables to what's going on in the world today and saying, like, I come to the conclusion that in many ways, Satan's not only real, but he's walking to and fro, you know, so. It's like behemoth lyrics. It's a lot of just like, you know, pay attention to what's going on. It's a lot political, but also esoteric, but also, you know, anti-spiritual. So do you write all the lyrics, all of them? Uh, yeah. yeah, I write all the lyrics. God, you're like Gene Hoakland, man. I know Zetra Sousa and Gene Hoakland, they don't have to sing because I know they're vocalists so many times. Like, do you know how difficult it is to sing a freaking epistle of words? So that's awesome that you sing what you write, because that's a lot of words. <laughs> that's awesome. I love your Greek tragedy references. That's so true. People miss out on that stuff, that there's nothing new under the sun, that it's narcissist can't be is in the pool, and he's trying to reach for the vine. He can't reach the vine. He's staring at himself. Or Sisyphus pushes the rock up the hill, only to get up to the top and have it roll back down on him, infinite regress. And yeah. And I mean, that kind of productivity is kind of because what people have allowed it to be. I mean, especially in an age of social media, where people's lives are dictated by you know, what everybody else thinks of them or what everybody else feels about them. And Well, definitely there's a song about technology being the new Lucifer, you know? Absolutely. Instead of the mark of the beast, you know, uh, or, or a chip in your left hand or wrist. To do, everybody does have that. They have a fucking cell phone in their left hand all the time. I don't, I don't uh, do politics so much because I think that politics are, they, uh, they, uh, they divide, they're divisionary. That what they were meant to do is a, a, a rational way of of, of of arguing one's point so that you could get stuff done. But what they turned into now is point and counterpoint and just just some chaos. And and so I don't think of possessed as political at all. I don't support no, I don't either party. I I, I, I want my uh, music not to divide but to um, bring people together. It, it is for entertainment purposes. But yet, I also want people to keep their minds awake and, and be woke, as they say, and, and to, to look beyond, you know, what you just read or on Google or or on your fucking cell phone, and, and to make rational fucking um, uh, decisions, you know, for themselves and their families and their lives. Yeah, I, always so, call, I always call I always call it a, a, a voracity <laughs> for veracity, a hunger for the truth, and until I find it, I'm never going to stop searching. But I got to wrap. The, I got to wrap this up, Jeff. So. In, in conclusion, um, we always have you pick one song from the uh, new album that you think we should play for fans to hear. What would you think would be the best new song for us to play for you? I like Ritual. Ritual's awesome, too. Yeah. I like Demon. Of course, I like the songs like Dominion, Ritual, Demon. Uh, you know, the ones, <laughs> the, the ones that I wrote, you know. Right. Uh, you know, Shadow Cold Damned. Uh, um, the word I wrote every riff in that one. Um, so you did play some bass on some of this album? No, I just wrote it on guitar and emailed. Oh, wrote it on I, guitar, okay. Would write the the primary riffs, uh, you know, the basic riffs, and put it in a package, seven to twelve riffs in a package. Emailed to Dan and Deb would sew those together, and you know, being a master craftsman, make them nice, and uh, and that's how we write, you know, on the songs that I wrote. I wrote almost half the music and all the lyrics. So, so the, that is so. This is definitely your baby. It's not just your lyrics, but it's also your music as well. So that's awesome. Nuclear Blast has a, a a nice way of putting out on like every physical format possible. You know, yeah, so, they do. Yeah, and I'm sure the vinyl will be amazing too. So yeah, I know that there's a, the video of Bloodstock, which we have remastered, and uh, the, the the also. The CDs of the audio of, of Bloodstock, 
as well as you know the album and I'm not sure if the demo's in there or not but hmm. but it's a nice big box that's really pretty and you know cool I like the artwork and that, that actually kind of held us back for a few months waiting for Z to finish that shit yeah. but uh, but we kind of allotted because we knew that he took a little longer uh, but I actually had the guy who did all the Slayer artwork make a backup plan just in case which we'll probably use later so yeah, the artwork's awesome. The cover's phenomenal. And I guess you guys have like a, 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 a EP for Shadow Call with some live classic of Possessed songs that was in a magazine too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that too. Okay. It was great talking to you. Uh, talking about the past as well as the present and everything like that. I've been, as soon as I saw that you were up for interviews, I was very excited. Um, I don't do a lot of new interviews with artists and stuff like that because I'm kind of stuck in the past too. And, you know, to finally chat with you after all these years is a real honor. So all the best. I'll talk to you later, okay? Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye.